Welcome to the 76th episode of the Overclock Podcast, Overclock ZA. All the vowels are in it. We are back. We've had brushes with death, coronavirus. We've had homeschooling and all sorts of things. Gavin's flashing hand signs in the background. In the- <laughs> <laughs> don't know if he's off showing his boobs but yes we are back we are back via skype <laughs> and i'm joined as always by the ah, the tech luminary that is gavin dudley gavin how are you doing i'm good thanks i'm staying safe at home like a responsible citizen i do try and pretend to be a responsible citizen from time to time uh so Shut we're safe at home I, can I can I tell you a little story? Yes. Okay. I, I was in hospital for a little while. And while I was in hospital, I decided to upgrade our home broadband because fiber had become available eventually. It took forever. So I placed the order, got the whole thing put through, and then the lockdown happened. And I was like, geez, I just missed it. But in the middle of the lockdown, these technicians like turned up at my house and started installing the fiber and fixing it up and everything. And then I was, oh, great. Now I've got the fiber installed. These guys arrived with no glove, no masks or gloves or anything. They just kind of arrive and start touching everything in your house. It's quite stressful. Um, and then I realized I don't have a router. And I, how am I going to get a router? I'm not going to go to the pick and pay and buy like a fiber router from the pick and pay. So how am I going to get a router? Sure as anything, the next day, this delivery van just pulls up at my house. And he starts waving this parcel. And on the parcel is a huge sticker that says, uh, what does it say? Essential service. And it's my router, like on the box. And I'm like, geez, telecoms is genuinely an essential service. I was like so impressed. So we got our fiber just in time, but only because it was classified as an essential service. Okay, that's my anecdote. Mm. I have a very similar story. So they stole cables again in my neighborhood. Two weeks before lockdown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there I am fighting with Telcom, and then I'm like, hey, guys, you offered me an LTE service um, to migrate me to LTE service because of this very issue, like in October last year. Um, how about we relook at that? Because I did accept everything. And they were like, yes, we can see the order. Everything's awesome. Then it's like coming the day before lockdown, and we <laughs> haven't heard from them. And I've been on the phone a couple of times, and no one can. And they're like, no, we're going to expedite it and all this crap. And then my father-in-law goes to the store and they're like, oh no, someone canceled the canceled the order. Then, like an angel, this man appears <laughs> like in the first <laughs> week of lockdown. <laughs> and we just get SMS to say, no, your parcel will be delivered. It's with the couriers. And like at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, this courier pushes up with the router, with just like a box with the router and the SIM card in. And yeah, I just put the SIM card in the router and everything kind of switched over by the next day. Jeez. Okay, so we have two success stories of how well we've actually done out of the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. For internet that doesn't handle multiple connections well. Mm. Okay, so so is your service fully up and running, fully operational? Your cloud syncing, your Zoom calling, everything? Everything, everything, but so now and again, because I've had to rebuild my architecture, my network, mm. uh, I'm not finished. I don't know where I want to put everything yet. Um, we get this irritating situation where down the passage, someone gets kicked off. Like it has, if there's too many net devices connected, then like it's always my Samsung S10. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, so... I mean, which does bring us up to the next point. So, Ikasa, 
the telecoms regulator has been under pressure for years to actually issue new uh, frequencies so we can upgrade the 4G network and we can migrate to 5G essentially. But they've become particularly sensitive about it because they now regard these radio frequencies as some kind of national resource that can't be given out cheaply. It must like generate money for the country. So now, you know, as we know, they kind of auction them and then they want to charge the earth and then the poor companies who win the auction have to recoup that money from that, that they spend at the auction to get the frequency. So they take that out on the poor consumers. So it's been a bit of a process trying to figure out who's going to get the new frequencies and how it's going to affect the consumer and so on. But they've been dilly-dallying over that for probably five, six, eight years, I think. And now suddenly they issued all the frequencies to a whole bunch of people suddenly overnight. But yeah. the, the caveat is we are issuing you these frequencies just for the period of the lockdown so that you can continue to provide excellent service to everybody while there is all this increased load on the network. So these are temporary licenses we're giving you just to make sure the population remains properly connected. So I thought that wasn't a bad plan. But mm. um, if you figure out who, who has 4G networks today, it's probably about seven, eight, maybe 10 companies in the whole country, of which we know four or five of them as the, you know, the main telecoms operators. 35 people applied for the 5G spectrum, 35 companies. So they haven't allocated all of them yet, but it's interesting how many people want to get on the bandwagon all of a sardine. Of course, well, those people probably wouldn't have money to to to, to to win stuff at auction in the real world. But in the lockdown dispensation, they're obviously giving it a shot. So interesting. But coronavirus has been an interesting little social experiment, actually. Our, we were So what we do now is with our kids homeschooling, um, we print out like my son's stuff. He's like four. Uh, we print out his daily sort of stuff. We put it into packs. And then every day he gets a pack with his worksheets and stuff. And he goes through it. Then with my daughter, we email her because she has an email account now. And a full Microsoft account as well, mm -hmm. which is a little bit sad that she's growing up so quickly. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Email yeah. like a mail with like her daily stuff that she needs to do, with links that she has to click through and everything. And we were putting it together and printing stuff out, and I just could not help but feel so sad that like most of the country has doesn't even have half of the resources that we have, and at this point, like. To continue schooling in this climate, like access to broadband internet is a human right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's been that way for a while. Oh man, the haves and have-nots, and how people like me are continually upgrading our internet while you know people are frantically watching the price of data going up and down and up and down and getting milked and getting fleeced and you know. So I mean, I noticed that all the mobile operators have put together data bundles for the lockdown i don't mm. know if that's ahead of the competition commission forcing them to do it or and you know because i don't really use my data the way most people do i suspect you don't either because we have access to so much broadband all the time our mobile data is more like a top-up thing for us you know um we you know we don't relate to how life would be if you relied on your mobile data for your entertainment for your education for your business you know, we don't really know. Say, if we get through three or four gig a month, you know, that would be fine because we have regular access to broadband where we're doing the bulk of our work. I mean, you know, if you tried to run a business, I'm sure it would be a minimum 20 gig a month proposition, yeah. I'm guessing, even if you ran lean, you know. So I don't know what that might 
be what, what that might mean for the impact of your business. Nor have I carefully investigated what these mobile offerings are. Have you seen any particularly impressive mobile data packages for the lockdown? Uh, there was, so, so I have that that 10 gig um, a month thing for like 100 and odd rand a month. And I saw a similar That's thing being bad. advertised yeah, by Vodacom for 329 was the best price I've seen so far for 10 gigs of data per month. Okay, which is not nearly as good. But but the hundred rand you got was a bit of an anomaly. That's kind of far from the norm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like hundred and ninety bucks or something, or like yeah, two just under two hundred bucks a month. Mm. I mean, if we consider how a gig of data passes us by, you know, it's like it's like a flash. You know, <laughs> a gig of data could be a couple of documents, three or four pictures. You know, boom, it's gone. You know, imagine if we were paying. 50 rand for each one of those little transactions, you know, geez. The bizarre thing was, uh, so I set up uh, this little podcast for, for the church. Out of yeah, yeah. In, in the Anglican Church of South Africa, or at least in Cape Town, refused to um, end their services and discourage. Yeah, like, tricky one, that. The lockdown. So I started this product so that they could. And the biggest feedback I got was twofold. I mean, it was two, like two-pronged. It was they wanted Facebook Live videos with the minister because mm-hmm. everyone else like live streams. And everyone's already sort of on Facebook and presumably you've already got a Facebook church group with lots of people attached to it. Yeah. Then they were saying that the podcast uses too much data. And I mean, I upload an MP3, so it's like 70 meg, like under 100 meg files. Whereas surely for like half an hour of Facebook Live, you're going to be using up significantly more than that. Jeez. So hang on. So but this is audio only, right? Yeah, the podcast yeah, so, is audio only. Yeah. So that's like nothing. I mean, in data terms, you know. Yeah, jeez. People, people were saying that they wanted the Facebook Live. And I'm like, guys, you're going to be using more data. You can't mm. complain about uh, and then want the more expensive product. Right. So, so what did you want them to use? A podcatcher, or did you want yeah. them to download an MP3 or what? No, just a podcatcher. But I mean, you're streaming the same the same amount of data. I don't know how the compression works in different podcatchers. Actually, I mm. we need to actually get that from stage. Yeah, yeah. But there is also sort of the barrier to entry. So then they have to install a new app, you know, which for some of your congregants, I think it's going to be a challenge in itself. They've just got their head around Facebook. Now you want them to install some app that doesn't work like any app they've ever seen before, you know, and so on and so on. They don't know how it works, you know, so you can understand they want to stay with the known. I mean, this is Mm. why I insist that we have to upload our damn podcast to YouTube. I mean, of all the stupid things to do, just because I figure that's where people already are, you know, (laughs) Uh, but interesting, I mean, data yeah 10 times the data yeah we had this conversation also about zoom though one of the reasons we think zoom triumphed over skype was the barrier to entry so you didn't have to create an account and get registered and do that and the next thing you could just use it through the web and it would just work and that way people felt free to contact other people with zoom links because they didn't have to coach them through how to get connected and stuff yeah you know it's just click on the link and it works you know so that's why Zoom ultimately wins over Skype, unfortunately. And it's the same with these Facebook people, you know. Problem do you want to do when it's free? It's always you you're giving up something, and ninety percent of the time, <laughs> yeah, you are the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So what else has been happening for you on lockdown? So your podcast has gone quite well, right? Why don't you give out the name and address for people who need to be spiritually edified? It's the St. George's Rod and Staff. Hmm. Okay. So if I was in a podcatcher, what would I be searching on? St. George's uh, Rod and Staff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't actually realize. I, did, I, I brought up the name on a whim because the priest's uh-huh. name is Rodney. Um, okay. And it would have been funny. And then, like, <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Sorry, I'm just getting it. <laughs> and, and after I did um, set up all the accounts and everything, and then I went to go check, like, what other podcasts are called Rod and Staff. And I was, uh-huh. there was an avalanche <laughs> of the streets. But were, were, anyway, they all of a religious, were they all of a religious nature, I'm guessing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's a, a very popular song. <laughs> okay, clearly. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, um, okay, so, so, so how many people have you got? You've got, you got like a couple of dozen people, more than that? Oh, a couple of hundred. A couple of hundred No, people. I know. You yeah. told me that, and I was very disillusioned thinking – how can he do that with his podcast and our podcast can't gather as much momentum? If you're listening to this podcast, you're one of a privileged handful of people who are listening to us. Yay. Okay. We will get <laughs> but importantly, what has lockdown taught me? Gavin, how do we live in a world where people think that 5G um, spreads the coronavirus? How, how oh. do we exist in this universe, Gavin? It's 2020. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so here's here's my defining statement on it, okay. Um, 5G is made up of radio waves, okay. The virus is a living organism that lives in your body. How did the radio waves create a living being, you know, that lives inside people's bloodstream or lives inside their bodies? You know, there's just like a huge scientific chasm between radio waves and a living organism. They're just not the same thing at all. And, you know, you can't really draw a causal connection between one and the other. I'm being told to shush, even though, you know, this is my time to be loud. <laughs> so um, one of the problems is there were a couple of celebs who got behind it. I think uh, of all people, Woody Harrelson, whom I really like and who have a lot of respect, he got behind the, this ridiculous notion. And John Cusack and there were a couple of others so wildly misinformed that actually very dangerous, that kind of misinformation and fake news crap, you know. Mm. But- there hasn't been many, many product launches during this time. Um, OnePlus did another, um, the audienceless launch that they did last night, the, the keynote speech, which was weird. Although they did use product, actual product videos when the guy okay. was explaining things, unlike oh, Sony okay. did a couple of months ago. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually quite liking these virtual product launches. When you think about how you and I used to have to travel to Joburg or wherever in the world just so we can have the press release read to us from the podium by the presenter. This is like so much simpler and you can dip in and out and you can go around in your underpants and you can get yourself a beverage while it's going on. Um, I'm attending one with... Oh, name escapes me. Cisco in a couple of days. I'm attending another one. I've attended quite a few of these kind of seed star type events for startups and so on, which are now all virtualized. Uh, Been attending some of those. And I know Intel has got not 
and not just product launches, but very interesting online tech training stuff online. So I'm mm. thinking of doing some of those. Yeah, but I think I'm quite keen to see fewer people flying around in planes arbitrarily. So the virtualization of these tech events, I'm all for it. I'm likely to attend a lot more tech events if I don't have to waste time getting to it and hanging around forever. Mm. Yeah, mm, it's working yeah. for me. So importantly, I am waiting. I've been waiting since yesterday for the new iPhone SE, um, the replacement for my beloved palm-friendly device. Right, right. It should have dropped yesterday, maybe dropping today. We don't know. I'm just waiting in anticipation for it. But has then there was has a there been an official announcement that something is definitely dropping? Because I haven't seen that. There's been a lot of leaks in code and stuff, and there's insiders saying, and there's a lot of supply chain Noise what, what makes you think it's happening today or tomorrow? Um, the, the, the main tipsters on the internet, yes. people who do this thing for a living, they seem pretty positive that it okay. would have been yesterday. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. It, you know, it means Apple can climb down off its perch and recognize that some people don't need to have a bionic version 14 chip that, you know, will repaint the house and make you coffee and everything. They just want a phone that works with some decent battery life, decent size screen. Maybe that's what you'll get out of your SE, even if it's, that's what they call it. I don't know. Yeah, it's looking like the iPhone 8 with iPhone 11 internals, actually. So, mm. Can you remember uh, several generations back, they produced those multicolored, extremely half price iPhones? They had like five, multiple colored plastic no, bags. Yeah, that's five. right. Yeah, I see. That's right. C for color. And, um, and it kind of didn't go anywhere, really. They only did it for one generation and then didn't do it again. So yep. cheaper iPhone in that sense didn't take off. Yeah. Yeah, because what, what they did with the SE um, four years ago now. Uh, was that they use the current internals of like the current iPhone 6s. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was similar power, so you don't feel schneid. It's like, cool, I'm okay. just excited to go for a cheaper phone with a smaller screen, but I'm not losing like camera or anything. Right. Whereas uh, the 5C was a significant step down from the 5S at the time. Okay. But I mean, we've established that, you know, many of these products are way overpowered for what people are trying to do anyway, yeah. you know. I know we don't always agree on this because you somehow managed to use all the power of your phone, even though I never do. In fact, I could shock you by showing you what phone I'm actually working with at the moment. It's actually a very nice phone. I don't know if you can see it from there. Uh, it looks plastic. Yeah, it's a Doogie phone. Doogie oh is one God. of these like these sub-brand phones, but they've been selling through uh, Cash Crusaders, I believe. And the weird thing is they've basically adopted wholesale the Huawei nomenclatures. So this is their 7, and then they've got a, this is their Y7. They've got a Y9 and a Y9 Pro. It's exactly the Huawei entire product naming, <laughs> which is just kind of rude because it means they're hoping to, like, bamboozle people, you know. Uh, but, I mean, I'm using this Y7, and it's been great so far. I'm sure it probably costs, like, 2,000 Rand, and it's doing doing everything. What a lot of TikTok. Using, what were you using <laughs> in hospital? Sorry. Oh, I was using the, the new cat phone, the S52, which was great because I kept spilling puddles of water and things on the table and I would just leave the phone in the water and not worry about it. 
you know, you try and coordinate raising a cup up to your lips when you're kind of half paralyzed. You know, it's like the water just sloshes everywhere all the time. So I would just leave the phone in the puddle. <laughs> the battery just ran forever. Yeah, 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 for one thing. And it, it did the thing. It did the business. Tiny yeah. screens, though, and not well priced, I wouldn't say. I think they won 10,000 Rand, and it's like it's like a sub 5,000 Rand spec, you know. <laughs> so uh, you have to really want it. Okay, what else is happening for you in lockdown? What else is happening with Corona? Uh, corona, forget about Corona. So Fitbit put out the charge for which we've always wanted. We wanted the Fitbit band, the Fitbit charge kind of form factor mm. with GPS, and now they've done it. At the expense of battery life, because apparently you get like three hours of battery life if you run the GPS all the time. Okay. Like um, five days um, when you don't run the GPS. Well, okay, so two things. In the first place, I can imagine trying to sell um, fitness trackers might be quite a hard proposition in the lockdown era. Although I think they'll probably see a sales spike as soon as people come out of lockdown. So maybe their timing is not bad. I'm wondering, since Google acquired Fitbit, if this is part of a new, um, a new product pipeline or if this was still carried over from the original Fitbit. Because what you'd really expect to see is GPS in the Versa, right? Because the Versa yeah. seems to be the product that's in the sweet spot with them. Yeah. You'd expect GPS in that, and that hasn't happened. They've gone with the Fitbit, which is a, a down-market product from the Versa. So it's an odd choice, unless it was always in the pipeline like that. I don't know. Yeah, we. I've actually been quite consistent in my training. I've been knocking out like three times a week, four times a week. Um, getting like I did yesterday, I was watching the kids um, for their morning session while my wife was on a call, um, uh-huh. and we had put up I had put up the tent um, on on Monday, and so I was like, okay, cool guys, you can do like morning ring and your quiet time in the tent, and they were like, yay! Like, <laughs> uninterrupted to do my <laughs> to do oh, the workout, cool. Cool. doing a lot of like workouts and stuff, which is is interesting. Like my boxing class has now gone to Zoom. And mm. I seem to be burning equal calories even without hitting yeah. anything, which is crazy. Uh, Damn, but yeah, very impressive. The nicest thing was that Discovery brought down its its really? of gold limits. So I instead of like 900, it's like at 600 now, which is very uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> cool. Didn't know that. Smoking eh? the uh-huh. Discovery files now. Okay, interesting. I must look into that, actually, because I kind of gave up. Then again, I'm not highly mobile because of my recent medical event. I'm not highly mobile, so I'm nowhere near hitting any kind of targets. But I was wondering if people would become frustrated and feel a bit gypped by that. Um, Yeah, for a client of mine, we've been doing a lot of very fitness-focused sort of content, and people are doing crazy, running entire ultramarathons like in their backyard. Yeah, yeah, on on the day of the two oceans, which would have been, what, Easter Sunday, I think. Easter Saturday, yeah. Easter Saturday, right. Yeah, some people living near my father-in-law ran a 21K on a 300-meter strip of, on a 30-meter strip of lawn. They just ran for hours, like for hours they ran to get to 20K. It was the guy who did the, because Oceans would have been 58 this year, 58 kilometers, Uh and he did the full 58 just like running around his pond in his garden. No, (laughs) no, no. Sorry, man. No. Sorry, that hinges on the lunatic. That yeah. Oh, okay, no, no, no. Okay, so okay, 
So Fitbit, I mean, we haven't received the device yet. We probably won't yeah. receive it for a little while. So we don't really know. What, what's the price point on that, do you think? This is the uh, Fitbit Charge 4 now with GPS, yeah. Yes. Um, I think it will probably come in at like four grand or three and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, I okay. just lost the press release now. Um, and then Apple, obviously, the new iPad Pro, which no one should actually yeah. buy unless you really dig um, LiDAR cameras. Um, why I don't understand, uh, and you, no one takes pictures with the iPad anyway. So yeah, and they shouldn't. If you see anyone taking pictures with the <laughs> iPad, help them through the process of putting it down. Yeah, uh, but it, um, has, it has new mics, new mic array, uh, which is great for our sort of purpose. So if you're recording okay. things like that, All actually right. see yourself using it in in studio as to like re- where no one can see me to, okay. <laughs> to shoot some. <laughs> Uh, okay. um, yeah, that's 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 quite expensive. I, I think the pricing, provisional pricing, is like seventeen grand starting point there, which is like a grand or uh, five hundred bucks up on the last one. But no one, that's no one should buy money, that. Man. That's um, a lot of money. The new MacBook Air with the quad core processors, um, and they've bumped up the storage to two fifty six gigs now, so they've doubled the storage. Um, better processes, and you getting in there for twenty-one grand, which is around about where it was at the the, the last time. So that's great. Is, is is that roughly an entry point? Is that the uh, entry yeah. level price? Yes. Jeez, for twenty-one grand, I promise you. Okay, for twenty-one grand, I expect a mega computer, and this is the entry level. Oh my goodness! I mean, the only thing in its favor is that they last forever. But you know, really, jeez, in every other way, ooh, I don't know. What we discussed about Zoom. Now, I actually want you to tell us how this all comes together. Is that you don't need to sign up for anything. People just send you a link, you click it, and it all just runs in the browser, right? But you can you still can. see multiple parties for video, and you can still share screen, right? Yes, you can, but you can't record, which is Okay. I mean, a lot, a lot of people are recording that sort of thing. And it seems to be there's a limit of 100 participants in a call. Okay, well, that, that'll do most people. Unless, of course, you're trying to do a virtual event of some kind. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's with a free account. You can download the app um, across all sorts of things. Apparently, you are not advised to download the app on, on if you're on a Mac device because it's very dodgy the way they are implementing <laughs> the virtual okay, server. Okay, do 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 we do we need to take these security scares seriously or not? They fixed majority of them, but uh, just a couple of quick tips. Just enable whatever. So in the hamburger menu, if you are setting up a meeting, there is a way to there is a toggle where you can stop people from sharing their screen unauthorized. There's a toggle to not let people in to the call unauthorized, and then just please don't share your Zoom codes on the open internet because they are bots that are trolling the internet and they are discovering Zoom meeting codes at the rate of something stupid like 100,000 an hour. Right. And then there are people who are brute forcing the Zoom codes as well, which means they're just guessing numbers until they hit something that works. So watch out for that. Um, so what you're saying is don't post this in Facebook that, you know, with someone, here's my Zoom thing that we're going to yeah. do later. You should send it. I guess you can probably send it by WhatsApp because it's encrypted. You can probably yeah. send it by email, especially if you're using Gmail, because that'll be encrypted. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, then, okay. 
for me, like Skype is the big winner here because the traffic is less on the surface right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so Skype Skype is Skype is the most pedigreed product for these kind of virtual calls, mm. video and phone calls. It's been around forever and ever. Microsoft acquired it and sort of bumped it up a little bit. And I believe it's used in corporate. I think you said it's used extensively in Europe and so on. It yeah. should have been the product that came immediately to mind when people wanted to do virtual calls. But somehow Zoom pipped them because you believe? Microsoft wants you to buy into the ecosystem. And they both yeah. Skype up into this really crazy animal right now. But for straight okay. up video calls, if you have a Skype account, if you have a Office, if you have a Microsoft 365 account, you have a Skype account which you can then access, and you can then do. I think I sent you now a Meet Now code for this meeting, where you can have up yes. to 50 people in there, and they don't need accounts; they can just click and go in via browser. Um, I see. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Okay. So then WhatsApp video calls. I'm really not. I've actually moved over to Google Duo now to chat with my sisters. Um, because I, it's a lot to work out. I mean, we, we should know the answer to this, but I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if WhatsApp can do group calls. Can we connect multiple parties? Uh, yes, we can. I've been on a group call with five people in the past. Wow. Like in, in, video yeah. call or audio only? Oh, video call. And it was pretty wow. fine. But I don't rate the quality of WhatsApp's video calls at all. Um, sure. And, yeah. Google Duo is also good for, for like groups and stuff, especially if you're on Android and there's a good app on, on Apple. And then FaceTime, I think, is the big loser out of all of this because everyone's kind of moved to corporate infrastructure where FaceTime yes. and like Google Duo are like more um, normal person, civilian. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> that escapes me now. Casual, casual, casual user. Users, right. Yeah, okay. So I think those have I'm... been the big net losers okay i'm i'm almost out of time here i'm being frantically signaled to get off the line because my voice is too loud for the call that's about to happen in the adjacent room so uh, so let let me let me summarize so zoom is a robust thing the security is not as big a deal as has been made out but obviously you want to avoid sending your link through the open internet send it by whatsapp or email and um, it is pretty robust and people don't have to have accounts. They can just click on the thing. It runs in the browser and works fine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Skype, Skype we like using because fewer people are using it at this time, even though it's a nice, mature, stable system. Um, but it works best if you're already a Microsoft 365 subscriber because then you have it baked yeah. into everything you're doing already. But it works the same way. You can send a notification to join a meeting and people click on that and you end up in a Skype meeting and it will run in the browser without having to install the client. So similar to Zoom in that way, right? Yeah. And then WhatsApp, where WhatsApp works is when you're trying to involve grandparents and technophobes and people, they, it's very hard to get them to use some system they've never used before. They understand WhatsApp and WhatsApp will do multi-person video calls as you've proven. So this yeah. works, especially with grandparents and technophobes and people who barely understand how their phone works. You can make a WhatsApp video call, get them all in. But it is limited to a few people, and it's not as stable and reliable and high quality as the other systems. But there, at least you have an option. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, all righty. Um, fascinating yes. conversation. I'm so glad we are doing this again. And yes. I will chat to you next week. 
yes, we will do some more of this and we'll get better at it because we're going to be locked in for at least another week, folks. <laughs> Catch us on our next episode. Okay. Cheers, Gav. Cheers, Matt. Over and out. Bye. Bye.